Hello fellow followers of Christ, I'm Nathan, and today we'll be talking about how to hear God's voice. But first, a couple of announcements. First of all, I'm using a different mic this time, so it's kind of right under my nose and mouth, so I'll try to refrain from breathing on it. Um, second of all, we have got a lot more plays since the last episode. Um, I want to get to 100 plays by the end of June, and y'all got it by um, the first little I think the first week or two of May, which is insane. That that was awesome. And we've got 30-something plays since then, and big announcement. <laughs> That's my little drum roll. We have our third country watching Christian cast, Germany. We have less than 1% of uh, German viewers. So, I don't know, let me know if you're watching this and you know how to contact me. Because I'm not giving out my contact information on here. Because, <laughs> you know, we have three countries watching. Um, let me know if I should learn something in German, like a Christian phrase or just hello in German. Because, I, I yeah, I, I don't know. That, I, the app I'm recording this on, uh, I think, just translates it. Like, you pick what language, what language the app is in, and you can just hear my voice in a different language, I think. But still, I thought, just thought it'd be cool to, for me to say something in German and maybe, you know, get the pronunciation down before I embarrass myself in front of a bunch of German people, even though it's less than 1%. But you get it. Okay. Um, without further ado, let's get into it. How to hear God's voice. That, <laughs> that intro took a second. Okay. First of all, God's voice is the best way to make decisions. When you are torn on something, like... I don't know what college should what college should go to. I don't know how to do this or how to do that, whatever. You need to ask God. And that's what we'll be talking about today. How to do that. How to be able to talk to God. How to hear Him respond. How to hear His voice. First, flipping your Bibles to John 10, verse 3 through 4. I'll give you a second to get there. John 10, verse 3 through 4. I'm sorry, I was scratching myself. I was kind of itchy. Okay. John 10, verse 3 through 4. The one who guards the door opens it for him, and the sheep listen to the voice of the shepherd. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. When he brings them all, sorry, when he brings all the sheep out, he goes ahead of them, and they follow him, because they know his voice. That last part of verse 4, let's go over that again. And they follow him, because they know his voice. So guess what? You are a sheep. Not in the negative connotation, where people are like, oh, you listen to the media because you're a sheep or whatever. No, we're sheep because we listen to God. And in this case, sheep is not a bad term. I'm sorry if I just exhaled on top of the mic. I feel like I just did. But we listen to God, and that's not a bad thing. In, in this case, being a sheep is a good, is a very, very, very good thing. You don't want to be a goat. Um, but yeah, you want to be a sheep, and guess what? You are a sheep when you hear your shepherd's voice. In this case, God is our shepherd, and we need to know his voice to be sheep. Because when you're a shepherd, you want your sheep to follow you when you're trying to relocate them. I don't know much about shepherds, but yeah. And in order to truly follow God, truly and correctly follow God, as true qu- Christians, not questions, Christians, 
we need to know his voice. Now repeat this. I am a child of God. Okay. I am a sheep. In the good way. You can repeat that part too. I know his voice. Now, uh, regarding what I just made you repeat, flip in your Bibles to, it's just the next page, John 10, verse 27. Uh, John 10, verse 27 through 28. Okay. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never die and no one can seal them out of my hand. So if you said, if you've begun following God, if you have repented, if you have said yes to Jesus Christ, he has you. Don't try to escape his grasp. Because when Jesus Christ has you, that is, that's where you want to be. Uh, and regarding that, um, I'm going to have you flip in your Bibles just one or two more times. Uh, that, sorry, first of all, that's why in the Bible it says, in, this, in uh, verse 28, it says, No one and no one can steal them out of my hand. No one can take you away from God. God's always there. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I had a, another verse to go to, and I completely forgot part of the part of my little lesson on the uh, verse I was just talking about. I'm getting ahead of myself. John 10, verse 29 through 30. So just look down a little bit. My father gave my sheep to me. He is greater than all, and no person can steal my sheep out of my father's hand. This is regarding uh, 28 too. The Father and I are one. Um, uh, let's go over that one more time. My Father gave uh, gave my sheep to me. He is greater than all, and no person can steal my sheep out of my Father's hand. My Father and I are one. Now, my Father and I are one. It's because God and Jesus are the shepherd, and we are the sheep. And it says, no one can steal them out of God. No one can steal us. Us is them. No one can steal us out of God's hand. The devil... He, he may tempt you. The devil may try everything in his power, but no one can take us from God. And another way to... um, I'm sorry, we're getting into the hearing God's voice. We just need to go over these topics first. Another way to um, be able to hear God's voice and another way to get yourself in that mindset is let God control your thinking. Flip to Romans... Verse 8, 14 through 15. I'm flipping there myself, so I'll give you a second to get there while I am going there. Okay. Romans 8, verse 14, 14 through 15. The true children of God are those who let God's Spirit lead them. The Spirit uh, the spirit we received does not make us slaves again to fear. It makes us children of God. With that we cry out, Father. Um, verse 16, I need to read this too. <laughs> um, I figured I might as well add this on. And the Spirit himself joins with our spirits to say we are God's children. 
And when we say we are God's children, that's the same as saying we are God's sheep. So this is letting us. This is letting God um, control our thinking and our spirit. Hence, uh, verse fourteen: the true children of God are those who let God's spirit lead them. So don't. Um, I mean, I'm not saying you shouldn't think of anything, but God, because everyone thinks of any uh, thinks of things that aren't God. But let the spirit control your thinking on topics, and let the spirit let your let the spirit. Direct your attention away from. I'm trying to think of a good word for it. Just let let your let the spirit direct you away from bad thoughts, from tempting thoughts, from damaging thoughts. I I really couldn't think of any other word. And also, uh, when you feel, I wanted to tell you when you feel God. Like um, Gabe Perot put it as uh, when you're. You know, jamming out to worship music in church when you're uh, when you're just in church and you get that feeling inside, like you get that bubbly feeling. That kind of every time I get it, I just can't help but smile. That's the spirit working in you. That is the spirit of God. That is the Holy Spirit in you while you're worshiping. Most of the time, it just comes out for me when I'm worshiping, but it also comes out when you're listening to God. And the, I'm sorry, um, I'm doing these random pauses. Sometimes I'm just kind of collecting my thoughts before I say things, so I'm sorry for the random pauses. Um, when you feel God, uh, when, you, when you talk to God, you hear God, not with your ears, but with your heart. Say that, my heart. You hear God with your heart, not your ears. Now get quiet. Just be quiet. Get yourself in a place where you can be qu- where where there's no distractions. Get yourself in a place where there are no noises and just be quiet. I'm not saying shut up, but be quiet. Shut up. <laughs> just go in a place that is quiet in your house or wherever you are and be quiet, be still. And say, "God, I love you." Did you hear that? Say, for those of you who haven't tried it, I'm giving you one more chance. Say, God, I love you. And you know what I heard? I heard Nathan, I love you too. And you on the other side, um, I'm trying to think of a name. Uh, If your name is Jessica... He said, Jessica, I love you too. If your name is Michael, he said, Michael, I love you too. And that's just a good way. That's just a good way to start talking to God. So the main thing to talk, talking to God is get in a place where there are no distractions. Get, let the Spirit control your mind. Don't be distracted. And you, in the... Usually whenever I do this and I can actually hear God, sometimes I struggle to hear God. Sometimes it feels like He's not there. I discussed this in my last episode. That's when you walk by faith. But this is hearing God. Sometimes it's hard to hear God. If you don't hear Him, if you didn't hear Him when you did that, it's okay. Don't get discouraged. 
because, um, and if it doesn't happen for a couple weeks, don't get discouraged, because that's God saying, walk by faith. If it takes forever for you to finally hear God, don't get discouraged. Walk by faith, because He loves you, and He hears you. But whenever I hear God, I always get that weird feeling. That always makes me happy when I'm worshiping, when I'm jamming out to that worship music, you know, Graves in the Gardens or Reckless Love or something like that. It always just makes me so happy. I get that same feeling when I can hear God. And it's easy to get discouraged when you can't hear Him. Again, if you didn't hear Him when you did that, that is totally fine. Sometimes he, Sometimes you just can't feel God, but He's always there. Now that you have the skill, use it. Use what you have been taught now. Use what you have been taught in this Bible study. Use the information you were given in this Bible study in your daily life. Incorporate God in your everyday life. Ask Him. If you're really not sure, even if you are kind of sure, ask God. Because your plans, are, are they're not God's plans. In most occasions... Your plans are not God's plans. Like if you want to go to that college, what if God wants you to go to the other one? If you're sure you want to go, if you sure if you're sure you want to apply for that job, but God's like, "No, no, 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 no. Apply for that job, trust me." That's why you need to ask God. Cuz God knows. He knows much better than you. You can't do you can't do life on your own. I don't know how else to say. It. You can't live and make decisions on your own. And you may be like, well, I'm a working, functioning adult, and I make decisions on my own all the time. Then let me rephrase it. You can't live your life correctly. You can't live your life as a true Christian. You can't live your life the best it can be without God. Without God, what is... What is life? What, what is it worth? I saw a thing, uh, I guess, <laughs> I would call it a meme, but I'm not sure what it is. That said, uh, I think it was a subreddit or something, Christians. What if you found out God wasn't real? What if you died and you didn't go to heaven or hell and you were just dead? And someone responded, I thought this was so cool. Someone responded, if I die and I don't go to heaven or hell and I'm just dead, if I die and they're, and I was wrong, then I will have wa- wasted my life. I'm sorry, I'm putting up my little, I'll just put it up in a second. It says, if I'm wrong, then I will have wasted my life. And you're like, wow, he's just fine with wasting his life there. But listen, he said, if I'm wrong, then I will have wasted my life. But if I'm right, you will have wasted your eternity. Just think about that. That That's facts. I mean, like, I would much rather live my life devoting my life to God and then find out He wasn't real. Um, and by the way, um, if y'all know the song, My God's not dead, He's sure. He's living on the... I'm sorry, I just had to jam out to that. Yeah, no, God's very real. But if if I were to die and just not go to heaven or hell and just die, 
that I would not be affected. There would be no effect. I would have just wasted my life. But I would have had a happy, spiritually satisfied life. Not a life where my, not a fleshly satisfying life. Not a life full of sin that I wasn't even, that I didn't even care about. A life full of forgiveness. A life full of happiness. A life that, when you think about it, truly wasn't wasted. But, if I was right, I have an eternity of continued happiness. But there is no chance of that happiness ending. And if I was right, if I died and found out I was right, if you died and found out you were wrong, then you then you will have wasted your life and your eternity. Well, I guess you wouldn't have wasted your life. That means you would have had a pretty fun time on earth. But um come the tribulation, come your death, you will not be having a fun time. But when you think about it, you wasted both your life and your eternity without God. Because as a Christian, as Christians, we have so much to be thankful for. We all have so much to be thankful for. But being a Christian teaches you to be thankful for it. Being a Christian teaches you to... I'm trying to think of the words. Being a, being a Christian makes you realize how great of a life you have. Being a Christian helps you realize I really shouldn't just be complaining all the time. Being a Christian makes you happy. Being a Christian makes you feel forgiven. Because you are forgiven. And then if you die, and it turns out, wow, you were wrong. Um, Again, clarify, if you're a Christian, you will not be wrong. Then you you just had a happy life. I wouldn't think of it as wasted. You just had a happy life serving the greatest God. And guess what? If you are having a happy life serving the greatest God, good news for you. Jesus Christ died for us 2,021 years ago, saving us from our sins. And if you have given your life to God, you are going to heaven where there is endless happiness, endless joy. But if you're one of those who decided, no, I don't want to believe in all that Christian stuff, that means your life would have been wasted. Sure, you were flesh, you were, your flesh was satisfied. Sure, you were happy on the outside. But you weren't truly happy. You weren't, you didn't truly experience joy. You just lived off the joys of the world. Joys using air quotes. You lived off the pleasures, the worldly and fleshly pleasures. And then you will simply die after a life of just being distracted, trying to distract yourself. But, and this is the 
most likely case scenario because um <laughs> God is very real. You will die and you will burn for eternity because you rejected God. And I'll tell you right now, hell was meant for no man. God doesn't want us to go to hell. He lets you go there on your own. He lets you go there, like, willingly. And he lets you go there by choice. That's why I realized the other part sounded bad. God lets you go to hell on on your own choice. On, that that's your choice, man. He isn't he doesn't make you go to hell. He doesn't just send you to hell. You choose to go to hell. I'll be doing an episode on hell and heaven. But thank you for listening. Um sorry for like the five or so minute extra stuff of that, but um whatever. I thought it was a good addition. Um I was trying to think of any other announcements. Um, not really. Just thank you for watching. Uh, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. I probably won't be posting on there until my sermon at Turner Station. You guys are really going to like it, I I hope. Um, for those of you who don't live near me, you don't know who that is. I'm sorry. But I will be uploading it to YouTube. Uh, probably get someone to film it and then upload it to YouTube. Um, that's my plan, at least. Uh, don't, but yeah, again, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel, it's just Nathan Tingle, and go to our Christian Instagram account that corresponds with this podcast, it's, uh, at underscore Christians underscore four underscore life, um, be sure to contact us at, uh, Nathan Tingle on Facebook, or Nicholas Tingle on Facebook, if you want to contact, contact us through Facebook, we don't really use Twitter, by the way, um, trying to think of anything else, no, that's about it. I hope, once again, I hope you enjoyed. Um, Please tell your friends about this. Let's share the gospel to everyone. You have been taught a very important tool. A very important skill. This isn't technically a tool. Yeah, you have, tonight you have been taught a very important skill. (laughs) Even though I piled like five to seven minutes extra describing uh, life. But I, I thought it was a good addition. Anyway, yep, thank you for watching, and uh, goodbye. Have a blessed day.